<laughs> I want to talk about, um, as, I, as I was sharing, we talked about this morning, we talked about um, the power and purpose of prosperity. I just shared a little bit about the mystery and mastery of money. And I want to talk about the soul a little bit now. Soul prosperity. Um, one of the things that I realized when I, when I, actually when I was writing this book, I'll tell you a funny story. God taught me some life lessons in the process. And God is interesting because when he wants to give me a new book, I go through a new experience. And I'm writing about it. So... I talk about in my book, Supernatural Favor, this whole, and this concept changed my life because I realized that favor was more than a feeling. It was more than a theological concept. It's like a force. It's like a force that begins to move you into realms and dimensions and begins to move destiny helpers toward you, and it it's becomes this supernatural cycle. And so... At the time, I remember, <laughs> I used to stop by this used tire shop. Don't do it. <laughs> I beg you, by the love of God, please, don't do it. So I was, I was invited to go to Orlando to meet one of my prophet friends. And uh, one of my prophet friends, he said, yeah, meet me. Now, in my, in my culture, when, you, when somebody invites you, they pay. Um, <laughs> that wasn't the case this time. So anyway, on my way to go meet him, my tire goes out. My tire goes out, and all I had was about $100 or 100 and something. I don't know. So I had to spend about $30 on a used tire, which, think about that now. That just seems skeptical. That... That's suspect right there. A $30 tire. <laughs> so so I, I get, you know, I get this $30 tire, and then I'm driving there. So we get there, man. We had a great meeting. Man, it was awesome. And then the bill comes. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting for him to... And, and he just keeps, he keeps talking, and we, you know, he keeps hearing about the Lord, and I'm, I'm looking at the bill, and I'm listening to him share. I'm like, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful work, you know? He doesn't get it, right? So <laughs> he doesn't get it. So long story short, the Lord says, pay the bill. I said, Lord. He asked me to come here. Orlando's far from Tampa. It's about an hour plus, depending on where you live. It could be an hour and a half from Tampa. So I said, Lord, I just drove an hour and a half. This man was supposed to pay the bill. He didn't. And now you're asking me to pay it. He said, yep. I said, okay. So I paid the bill. And that, that wonderful feeling that we were talking about earlier of anger and just came upon me. So I'm now mad. Okay, I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. 
And he's still talking about the Lord and how good he is. And I'm like, So finally, as we get in the parking lot, he says, he says, man of God, he said, thank you for paying the bill. I said, okay. He said, can I prophesy over you? And I want to say no. I don't want you to. I just don't want you to. I don't want you to. I don't want you to prophesy over me. He goes, and I'm just like, oh, here we go. And he says, I'm hearing the Lord say, I'm going to bless you with $20,000. And I said, okay, see, you got to understand, I grew up charismatic, faith, word, all of that, prophet, I grew up with that. But there's some times where you just don't want a prophecy. I want some money. I want you to pay for this meal that I just paid for. That's what I want you to do. He said, this is going, and it's like, the Lord's going to give you, I hear the Lord say he's going to give you $20,000. And I thought, okay. Anyway. So, I went on. About, it was less than 30 days later, his word came to pass, and I called him. Now, you say, well, why are you bringing up this story? And I'm going to tell you why. In 3 John 2, quickly, I want you to see this. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, which that tells us that there is a direct correlation between the condition of my soul and my ability and capacity to prosper. There's a direct correlation between the condition of my soul and my ability and capacity to prosper. And of course, we define what prosperity was, not as just money, but it is the ability to advance God's agenda, to flourish. It's Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, which I encourage you to commit to memory. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The blessed man or woman. The blessed man or woman. And so God, God began to walk me down this trail and begin to show me about the blessing. What is the blessing? The blessing is not money. The blessing is not a house. The blessing is not a car. That's not the blessing. 
Those are the things that the blessings can produce. But that's not the blessing. The blessing is not your house or your car. The blessing is not a new job. What is the blessing? The Bible tells us what the blessing is. The Bible talks about the blessing of Abraham. The Bible talks about in Ephesians chapter 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 1, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. To be blessed means, it's a Hebrew word, chen, it's C-H-E-N. It means to speak well of. It means to speak favorably about. Right? That's why Jacob fought over this blessing because it was not the transmission of property or cows or, or sheep or anything like that. It was the father speaking well of the son. It was the oral pronouncement of blessing over him that caused, watch this, a, a provocation of every material success that was necessary for Jacob's journey. It was when God spoke well of Jacob, it set things in motion. In Jewish culture, it's called a bar mitzvah. Bar is the son. Mitzvah means instruction. It means a son of instruction. During the bar mitzvah, they take the young man, typically 13 years old, and they begin to speak a blessing over him. They say, you know, you're going to do well in life. You're going to be successful. You're going to be the best surgeon in your field. You're going, to be the best, you're going to be the best accountant in your field, the best lawyer in your field. You're going to be the best Hollywood producer. And watch this. This blessing on them and in them causes blessings to come to them. The blessing on them and in them causes blessings to come to them. Come on, somebody. If prosperity doesn't happen in you, it can't happen for you. If prosperity doesn't happen in you, it can't happen for you. What, is, what does it look like to prosper in the soul? The soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. It's the peace of God, the shalom of God. That's what the word prosperity actually means. It's the Hebrew word shalom. It means wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. How many times we saw, watch this, the, the owner of Kate Spade, which was her name, yes. just signed a multi-billion dollar contract with Coach yes. and killed herself. Yes. We see it all the time. Material success alone does not equate to prosperity. Material success alone does not equate to prosperity. That's why we have a lot of materially successful people. When I used to, I went to a church in Tampa, and one of the guys that went there, his mother was a home manager in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach is one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the United States. You'll see a $35 million mansion there, a $20 million mansion there, all the who's who have homes down there. And this guy was a producer, and all of a sudden, he had to cut off, he had a surgery, cancer all throughout his body, 
had all these kind of relationship problems. They had to cut off half of his feet. All those, uh, you know, Edward Green shoes and Ferragamo shoes that he had, he couldn't wear them anymore. He became so emaciated, his $10,000 Keton suits wouldn't fit anymore. He had to give them all away. Material success without internal wholeness. What am I saying? When God was taking me through this process, he taught me a lesson. He says, Kenan, you need to learn the law of cheerfulness. I said, what do you mean? He says, that's when you can thank me and be grateful in any situation. I had, a, I had this thing. We had these, used to have these alerts on our phone. And every time I would have insufficient fun, it would ping. And it seemed like they would get louder. <laughs> unusually louder. Ping! And one time it was pinging. This was many years ago. I haven't been in a situation in a long time. I can't even remember the last time I had insufficient funds. It's, it's like, seems like just a long time ago. But the point is, that, is this. I got so mad, I said, God, you told me I'm blessed and all this. Look at my bank account. And he said to me, he said, son, do you trust me? I said, yes. He said, so why are you looking at what you see? Why is your bank account affecting your emotions? If you trust me. And God began to show me that my internal environment was critical in everything he wanted to do in my life. It starts with your soul. When you, let me give you an example. Do you know that when you walk around like a victim, and I, and I was a chronic victim. I was a chronic victim. I, man, let me tell you something. I started Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter came out. I'm telling you the truth. I'm the original founder. Back in 1996. Of Black Lives Matter. I'm just telling I'm telling you who it is. They're not gonna tell you, but it was me. I started it. And I used to walk around, woo. Go to a store. If the if the if the uh if the cashier would say, do you want plastic or a brown bag? I would say, what you mean by brown bag? Hmm? What you trying to say? Huh? Huh? What you trying to say? Brown bags matter. Brown bags matter too. Hmm? <laughs> Glory to God. I had victimhood in my soul. And what happens is that when you have it in your soul, it is, watch this, it will always attract an opportunity to become a victim. 
And, and listen, my, my victimhood may not be your victimhood. Because there's all kinds of victimhood. There's people that, that are victims of their economic status. There's people that are victims of their gender. Well, it's because I'm a woman. Well, it's because I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Well, oh, it's, it's because of this. Or, no, my, my, my father worked in the, in, in the steel mills. That, that's why y'all doing this to me. It's a soul issue. So I noticed something. When my soul, when I begin to realize, first of all, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. I am seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above, far above what? All kinds of discrimination, far above principalities, far above oppression, far above racism, far above poverty, far above fear, far above whatever. Whatever the devil will put on me, I'm far above all of that. Far above. And when you internalize that, what happens is that it, it creates a magnet on the inside of you that draws to you everything that you need. You'll run into destiny helpers. You'll run into opportunities. You'll run into divine connections. You'll run into favor. You see? But it starts here. I can't be bitter. And walking in the blessing. You have to make a choice. And let me, t- I, I just feel this by the, by the word of knowledge. There's some people in here, you need to forgive some folks because what's happening is that that unforgiveness is holding up your prosperity. And I'm going to tell you something. There's nobody that important. There's nobody that important to make me miserable for the rest of my life. I love you, but you're not that important. Jesus talks about it in Mark chapter 11. He talks about speaking to the mountain and the mountain moving, and we shout, hallelujah, speak to that mountain. Hallelujah, glory to God. We speak to the mountain. We say it and we have it in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes, we have what we say. Whatever you ask in bread, believe that you receive it and you have it. But keep on reading to the next verse. Mark eleven twenty-five and 26. When you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, <laughs> so that your heavenly Father may also forgive you of your trespasses. Do you know that bitterness and unforgiveness is the EMP of prosperity? What is an EMP? It's an electromagnetic pulse. It it cuts off any power source. Wherever there's an EMP, anything that's flowing is cut off instantly. It will stop the flow of anything God has coming to you. So what do I mean? What do I mean? We have to do, watch this. Prosperity begins on the inside. It begins on the inside. 
It begins with wholeness, joy. Watch this. This is not a curse word. Happiness. They told us that misery, ministry was misery. That if you're too happy, you're doing something wrong. Hold on, Pastor's smiling too much. You're supposed to be humble. You're supposed to be, come on, hold on to that old rugged cross. Old rugged cross. They told us that being happy, you know that believers should be the happiest people in the world? I don't care what's going on. You had to walk into your job, glory be to God. Hey, how you doing, Sally? God bless you. I'm blessed and highly favored, full of the Holy Ghost and power, and I'm on time. Glory to God. And if you need me to stay later, I'll stay later at that too. Let me go type up that report for you. Glory be to God. But you know what Christians do? One day at a time, brother. One day at a time. Just making it on through. You know what I mean? You ever talk to some people, man? You talk to some people after they talk to you. You need deliverance. You, listen, you were giving them advice. Now you need prayer after they talk to you. I didn't realize that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's, it's like an internal, good God Almighty, I feel this thing. It's like an internal power source. An internal, come on somebody, reactor on the inside of you. A generator on the inside of you that no matter what I'm going through. So God started telling me, he says, Keenan, listen, if you will believe what I'm telling you, and if you will internalize my word, that's why the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, for thou shalt meditate day and night. It's the Hebrew word hagah. It means to say something over and over and over again, to chew it and to regurgitate it, and to chew it and to regurgitate it, and digest it and regurg like a cow. And to keep on doing it, chewing the cud, regurgitating, to meditate on it. Day and night. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Your meditation is your medication. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you make your way prosperous. How? It begins with what you meditate on. If you always think about, well, the economy is going to hell in a handbasket, and they just told, I just heard they're laying off down the street, and then the bread factory, they're laying off. Oh my, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to. What's happening is that you are meditating on deficiency and lack and fear, and fear is a facilitator. I'm closing, but hear this. You know, people will get you to, people, people, this is what people will do. There's a spirit in the earth that needs your agreement. I'm explaining it. There's a spirit that needs, the devil can't do anything without your agreement. So what is I was looking for? Your agreement. So you're at the gas station, they say, man, this gas going to kill us. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Come, you, come on, you know what I'm talking about. It's like they get aggressive. It's a demon. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're talking about. My father says, 
that no matter what's going on, he said he'll take care of me. If he takes care of the lilies and they don't have a J-O-B, he'll take care of me. If he takes care of the birds, he'll take care of me. I'm not afraid of recession. Come on, somebody. Depression or possession. In the name of Jesus, I'm covered. And as long as I'm faithful to God and as long as my trust is in him, I live in Goshen. Now, plagues might hit your house, but my house is in a different zip code. Glory to God. I don't care if we're next door neighbors. I live in the Goshen zip code. And that is a zip code of divine provision, divine protection. But it starts right here. What do you rehearse? What do you rehearse? What do you say to yourself? What's your self-talk like that deals with your soul? Your soul is exposed by your self-talk. Do you rehearse negative and toxic emotions? Or do you choose to think, the Bible says in Philippians, what things are pure, what things are lovely, what things are of a good report. Come on, someone, what things are praiseworthy? Think on those things, which means you have a choice. I can think on negative things, but I choose to think on praiseworthy things. I choose to meditate on the word. I choose to say that when there is a going down, there is a lifting up. He's a lifter up of my head. David said, I was young. I feel the Holy Ghost and I'm about to preach. And now I'm oh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I'm a righteous one. I'm a righteous seed. I'm of the seed of Abraham. Good God Almighty. I am the, I am the seed of Abraham. I am seated at the right hand of the Father. I will not be forsaken. And when you begin to do that, it creates a gravitational pull. Can anybody testify? I dare you to change your attitude and see what happens. Have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. If you have an attitude of gratitude, you have a different altitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it'll do. Your attitude changes your altitude. When you begin to think differently. So God told me, when he told me to pay for that man's lunch, he says, Kenan, I'm trying to teach you how to be cheerful. The law of cheerfulness, 2 Corinthians 9, God loves a cheerful giver, not a fearful giver or a tearful giver, but a cheerful giver. Why? Because when I'm cheerful, I am now transforming my internal environment. I'm closing. That's my second close. I got you, brother. I'm on it. Now, don't make me get to see the, so sometimes the T.D. Jakes anointing will come on my life. And I'll begin to tell you like this. Let me tell you something. Because when God begin to, okay, I'm going to stop. Oh, go. I'm going to stop. Okay. Somebody say soul prosperity. Beloved, I wish that you would prosper me in health even as your soul prospers. The writer of 3 John uses the word eudao. It means to have strength and sufficient furnishing for the journey. Learn how to confess, I have everything I need. You have everything you need to do, everything you've been called to do. 
You have everything that you need to do everything you've been called to do. God, God corrected me the other day. I was about to address something in the body of Christ, and the Lord corrected me. He said to me, don't you say that, because I was about to talk about things going on in the church. They're saying millennials are leaving the church at record numbers. And what happens is, as a, as a prophetic person, we're tempted to speak to the issues. I speak to the issues all the time. But God says, speak life. They ain't leaving. They, they're coming back home. No, no, they're not leaving. Our church, are, you got to speak this. Come on, tell me. My church is filled with thriving, vibrant believers. The lost are gravitated to me, and they're getting saved in record numbers. You got to speak this over your life. Don't look at your bank account and say, ain't number $2 in there. Yeah. No, you say, in Jesus' name, I declare I have abundance in my account. My account is overflowing and thriving. The goodness of God follows me and pursues me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy are stalking me on every side. So when, if you look like that, if you, if you begin to think like that, what happens is that now you begin to anticipate. When you meditate, you anticipate. You always anticipate what you meditate on. You anticipate what you meditate on. If you are nursing and you are rehearsing negative things, then that's what you expect to happen. Every job I go to... <laughs> They never recognize my value. And they never will. No, 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 no. Go in there. Get your and 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 dress for dress up. Get look nice. Dragging in there with a hair bonnet on and you trying to figure out why you didn't get promoted. You know, dress up. Say, you know, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm not dressing based on where I am. I'm dressing based on where I'm going. And because I'm climbing higher, I got to dress for the altitude. What am I saying, friends? What's the condition of our soul? Are we walking in love? Are we walking in love? Are we walking in forgiveness? Are we peacemakers? Are we, are, watch this, when negativity comes to us, do we repel it? Or do we cause it to perpetuate? Because you, your soul, this is the conduit of your prosperity. You got to tell people, listen, no, no, don't bring that to me. I dare you. I challenge you to be bold in this season. Be bold. When people come to you, oh, I'm going to talk about it. When they come to you and they say, well, I don't know why Pastor Buck and Jamie, no, 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 no. In Jesus' name, I shut that down. No, no, I'm under the set man and woman of God. God sent me here. They're my shepherds. I'm praying for them daily. 
and I thank God for their lives. I am totally aligned with the vision. I'm totally in one accord with what they teach and therefore talk to the hand. And I ain't eating with you either. I can go I can buy my own food. What, what, I'm not trying to be funny. What are you doing? You're shutting down prosperity thieves. Prosperity assassins. To come to steal your peace and your joy. And take you out of the will of God. Don't rehearse this stuff. Somebody said to me. They said to me one time, man. Because we were doing all these conferences and God was doing all these things and our church is very multicultural. And somebody says, how can you do this as a black man? Said that to me. I said, well, first of all, I'm not even black. They were so confused. They said, yes, you are. You definitely are. I said, no, I'm not. I did it. I did it. I was joking with a friend of mine. Blonde hair, blue eyes guy. He's a, he's a worshiper in Tampa. We're good friends. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And uh, we were joking. He says, man, I did, I did my, um, my ancestry test. He said, you won't believe this. I said, what happened? He said, I came back 5% Nigerian. <laughs> I see some Nigerians out here right now. <laughs> right on this front row. But... <laughs> I told him I did mine too. He said, what yours come back as? I said, I was 60% Norwegian. <laughs> but we, we joke about this. I'm just joking. That's not true. That's not true. But I tell him, first of all, listen. My earth suit is just that. It comes in different shapes, colors, sizes, textures. But it's just a suit. It's not who I am. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I love my culture. I love collard greens, pinto beans, beans, greens, tomatoes, tomatoes, chicken, hams, yams, you name it. Come on, somebody. But my identity is in Christ. That's who I am. That's where I'm seated. Good God Almighty. And if you're seated there, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. The devil can't touch you at the right hand of the Father. There's no lie. There's no demon in hell, no generational curse, no discrimination, no poverty, no attack that can take you out of the purpose of God for your life. If you believe that, somebody shout amen and stand up on your feet as we give God some glory. God, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you for your spirit permeating this place. And we declare we will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.